0: Day 95 of 365, the Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Psalm 41, verse 7 to 13. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst. He has some fatal disease, they say. He will never get out of that bed. Even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again so I can pay them back. I know you were pleased with me, for you have not let my enemies triumph over me. You have preserved my life because I am innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting Amen and Amen. Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to chapter 11 verse 4. One day an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength and all your mind, and love your neighbour as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbour? Jesus replied with the story, A Jewish man was travelling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance a priest came along but when he saw the man lying there he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn, where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbour to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, The one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, Yes, now go and do the same. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister, Mary, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And let us not yield to temptation. Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 22 to chapter 4 verse 14. Moses continued. Then the Lord said, Now get moving, cross the Arnon Gorge. Look, I will hand over to you Sihon, the Amorite king of Heshbon, and I will give you his land. Attack him and begin to occupy the land. Beginning today, I will make people throughout the earth terrified because of you. When they hear reports about you, they will tremble with fear and de- dread. Moses continued. From the wilderness of Kedemoth, I sent ambassadors to King Sihon of Heshbon with this proposal of peace. Let us travel through your land. We will stay on the main road and won't turn off into the fields on either side. Sell us food to eat and water to drink, and we will pay for it. All we want is permission to pass through your land. The descendants of Esau, who lived in Seir, allowed us to go through their country, and so did the Moabites who live at Ar, let us pass through until we cross the Jordan into the land that the Lord is giving us. But King Shihon, no, Sihon of Heshbon refused to allow us to pass through because the Lord your God made Sihon stubborn and defiant so he could help you defeat him as he has now done. Then the Lord said to me, Look, I have begun to hand King Sihon and his land over to you. Begin now to conquer and occupy his land. Then King Sihon declared war on us and mobilized his forces at Jahaz. But the Lord, our God, handed him over to us and we crushed him, his sons and all his people. We conquered all his towns and completely destroyed everyone, men, women and children. Not a single person was spared. We took all the livestock as plunder for ourselves, along with anything of a value from the towns we ransacked. The Lord our God also helped us conquer Aurora on the edge of the Arnon Gorge and the town in the gorge and the whole area as far as Gilead. No town had walls too strong for us. However, we avoided the land of Ammon, of the Ammonites all along the Jabbok River and the towns in the hill country all the places the Lord our God had commanded us to leave alone. Next we turned and headed for the land of Bashan, where King Og and his entire army attacked us at Edrei. But the Lord told me, do not be afraid of him, for I have given you victory over Og and his entire army, and I will give you all his land. Treat him just as you treated King Sihon of the Amorites, who ruled in Heshbon. So the Lord our God handed King Og and all his people over to us and we killed them all. Not a single person survived. We conquered all 60 of his towns, the entire Argob region in his kingdom of Bashan. Not a single town escaped our conquest. These towns were all fortified with high walls and barred gates. We also took many unwalled villages at the same time. We completely destroyed the kingdom of Bashan just as we had destroyed King Sihon of Heshbon. We destroyed all the people in every town we conquered, men, women and children alike. But we kept all the livestock for ourselves and took plunder from all the towns. So we took the land of the two Amorite kings east of the Jordan River, all the way from Arnon Gorge to Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is called Sirion by the Sidonians, and the Amorites call it Senir. We had now conquered all the cities on the plateau, and all Gilead and Bashan, as far as the towns of Salika and Edrei, which were part of Og's kingdom in Bashan. King Og of Bashan was the last survivor of the giant Rephaites. His bed was made of iron, and was more than 13 feet long and 6 feet wide, it can be seen in the Ammonite city of Ramah. When we took possession of this land, I gave to the tribes of Reuben and Gad the territory beyond Aroer along the Arnon Gorge, plus half of the hill country of Gilead with its towns. Then I gave the rest of Gilead and all of Bashan, Og's former kingdom, to the half-tribe of Manasseh. This entire Argob region of Bashan used to be known as the land of the Rephaites. Jair, a leader from the tribe of Manasseh, conquered the whole Argob region in Bashan, all the way to the border of the Jeshurites and the Macathites. Jair renamed this region after himself, calling it the towns of Jair, as it is still known today. I gave Gilead to the clan of Makir, but I also gave part of Gilead to the tribes of Reuben and Gad. The area I gave them extended from the middle of the the Arnon Gorge to the south of the Jabbok River on the Ammonite frontier. They also received the Jordan Valley all the way from the Sea of Galilee down to the Dead Sea, with the Jordan River serving as the western boundary. To the east were the slopes of Pishka. At that time, I gave this command to the tribes that would live east of the Jordan. Although the Lord your God has given you this land as your property, all your fighting men must cross the Jordan ahead of your Israelite relatives, armed and ready to assist them. Your wives, children and numerous livestock, however, may stay behind in the towns I have given you. When the Lord has given security to the rest of the Israelites, as he has to you, and when they occupy the land the Lord your God is giving them across the Jordan River, then you may all return here to the land I have given you. At that time I gave Joshua this charge. You have seen for yourself everything the Lord your God has done to these two kings. He will do the same to all the kingdoms on the west side of the Jordan. Do not be afraid of the nations there, for the Lord your God will fight for you. At that time I pleaded with the Lord and said, O Sovereign Lord, you have only begun to show your greatness and the strength of your hand to me, your servant. Is there any God in heaven or on earth who can perform such great and mighty deeds as you do? Please let me cross the Jordan to see the wonderful land on the other side, the beautiful hill country and the Lebanon mountains. But the Lord was angry with me because of you, and he would not listen to me. That's enough, he declared. Speak of it no more. But go up to Pishka Peak and look over the land in every direction. Take a good look, but you may not cross the Jordan River. Instead, commission Joshua and encourage and strengthen him, for he will lead the people across the Jordan. He will give them all the land you now see before you as their possession. So he stayed in the valley near Beth Peor. And now, Israel, listen carefully to these decrees and regulations that I am about to teach you. Obey them so that you may live, so that you may enter and occupy the land that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, is giving you. Do not add or subtract from these commands I am giving you. Just obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you. You saw for yourself what the Lord did to you at Baal Peor, There the Lord your God destroyed everyone who had worshipped Baal and the the God of Peor. All of you who were faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today, every one of you. Look, I now teach you these decrees and regulations just as the Lord my God commanded me, so that you may obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy. Obey them completely and you will display your wisdom and intelligence among the surrounding nations. When they hear all these decrees they will exclaim how wise and prudent are the people of this great nation. For what great nation has a God as near to them as the Lord our God is near to us whenever we call on him. And what a great nation and what great nation has decrees and regulations as righteous and fair as this body of instructions that I'm giving you today. But watch out. Be careful never to forget what you yourself have seen. Do not let these memories escape from your mind as long as you live and be sure to pass them on to your children and grandchildren. Never forget the day when you stood before the Lord your God at Mount Sinai where he told me, summon the people before me and I will personally instruct them. Then they will learn to fear me as long as they live and they will teach their children to fear me also. You came near and stood at the foot of the mountain while flames from the mountain shot into the sky. The mountain was shrouded in black clouds and deep darkness and the Lord spoke to you from the heart of the fire. You heard the sound of his words but didn't see his form. There was only a voice. He proclaimed his covenant, the Ten Commandments, which he commanded you to keep and which he wrote on two stone tablets. It was at that time that the Lord commanded me to teach you his decrees and regulations so you would obey them in the land you are about to enter and occupy.